Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic. So join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and much, much more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. It's Mother's Day, and to kick off our focus on moms and motherhood this May, we'll be talking about whether the role of moms have changed over the generations. Being a mom and more, how can family members affirm and support mothers with their aspirations? Joining me today in conversation is husband and wife pair, Jia Hao and Ruth. Welcome to the Parent Ad Podcast. Hey. Hello. Hi, Aaron. Hi, welcome. Could you give us an introduction to yourselves? How long you've been married? How many children do you have? And how old are they? Okay. Um, hi, I'm Ruth. Jiaha and I, we have been married for 11, th- 11 years. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Um, I have been a stay-at-home mom for seven years now. Uh, I have three no, four children. I almost Oops, forgot. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, we have three sons and one daughter. My eldest is uh, primary three this year. He is nine years old. And then I have another one in primary one, seven. And then another one in um, kindergarten. He's four. And then my youngest daughter, uh, she is eight months old. So 11 years and four children. Wow, you know, um, with four young children, how do you usually celebrate Mother's Day? Is this for the mother to answer or the father? (laughs) (laughs) How do you usually celebrate Mother's Day? I think I take it easy that day. Yeah, Jiahao usually does a lot of the work, (laughs) looking after the kids, maybe get me flowers and the kids will draw me cards or something like that. So, how do you usually try to plan something with the kids in advance, you know, like do something in secret? Yeah, yeah. So, I think the father is supposed to plan this one, yeah. Um, I mean, the regular stuff, I guess, buy flowers. Um, and, I mean, something that wasn't Mother's Day, but her birthday, we actually did a appreciation video. Uh, not we, but me <laughs> and a few friends. Yes, and recognizing how important... Um, just uh, Ruth as a mom um, in her sacrifice and uh, her service to the kids. Um, there is so much worth affirming. And like what you said, 11 years on, like you need so much encouragement. So I, I do hope she was encouraged by that. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, celebrating mothers, uh, 11 years of marriage. How are both your moms like for you when you're growing up? Because, you know, definitely from different families, you know, with different moms and the different you know, upbringing. How were your moms like for both of you? And what were some aspects of your moms that you really appreciate? Mm. So I was born in Hong Kong. And in my early childhood, my mom was uh, working and I was taken care of by my aunt. Um, But when my whole family um, migrated to Singapore when I was seven, my mom stopped working and she became a stay-at-home mom. And I was the only child for 11 years. So I... 
um, until my sister came along when I was 11. Yeah, so I saw a lot of my mom at home. Yeah, and even though she was a very active volunteer in church, I still, I remember her very vividly, you know, just being at home every day, cooking for me, cooking for my sister, the family. Yeah, so it was, I feel like I had a, I had so many memories, yeah, of her being just at home and just serving us. Yeah, and even for my dad, you know, he would be home on the weeknight and we would have dinner together around the table. Yeah, so I would say that, you know, um, that gave me a lot of stability growing, growing up. I remember that, you know, if I come home, there will always be someone there for me. Yeah, I mean, similarly for me, it felt as though my parents were very physically present. So there was always a sense of security that things were taken care of. And my mom would be, you know, the self-sacrificial one, you know, cooking for us, uh, cleaning the house, um, giving me Chinese tuition. Um, so in that way, like with our parents physically, like being around, there was a certain sense of safety um, in knowing that uh, we were taken care of. So let's discuss about the role of moms these days, right? It's definitely not the same as our mothers where most of them were stay-at-home mothers. Um, most moms these days would actually choose to go to the workforce and, and be part of the workforce. Um, but yet at the same time, there's also you know, a certain uh, group of them that say, yes, I still want to stay home. You know, they choose to, and even though they are educated, they say, um, I'm just going to commit this time to take care of my young child. So how do you think this has changed over the generations, probably from our parents' time and to maybe now? I think that, yeah, you are right, because in the past, many women, um, they were less educated. Um, they saw that their role was solely to be a stay-at-home mom. There were not that many opportunities for them to go out in the workforce or, or to even have flexible um, work schedule. Yeah, so it's either this or that. You, you are either working or you are at home with your children. But now there are so many opportunities yeah, for you to, for women to explore. Yeah, there are so many uh, companies right now that are offering a flexi work schedule so to attract more women back to the workforce. And there are also mothers who found ways to work from home or to start their own business online at home. Yeah, so I think this is, this is so great because it gives um, families, well, it's dynamic, you know, there's different seasons that we experience. Sometimes the mom is able to go out and work full time, but maybe there'll be another season where they feel like maybe I need to take a step back from working outside and do more at home. And I think just the, the ability to choose different types of jobs uh, and maybe prioritize staying at home as them. As, as what they want to do, I feel like, you know, being women now is so much, uh, I feel like it's so much more empowering. Yeah, and as mothers, yeah, it's so empowering because you don't have to give up your aspirations just to be a stay-at-home mom. You can be both. But that is, in itself, is a jungle. Yeah, it is hard to prioritize, even you're working from home. Yeah, do I attend to my children first or do I attend to my work first? I think this is something that women also struggle as as working moms? I think one of the challenges is that um, in the past, um, we probably try to draw very clear lines between the work that we do outside and um, the life that we have as parents taking care of our kids inside. It's, it feels like you could only do one. It's either this or that. 
But I think that over the past year, something that COVID taught us was that, you know, you could probably work anywhere. And a lot of times you have to create um, in a creative way, a space where you can work at home and yet be able to parent at the same time. And I think that COVID situation pushed many parents to discover a site in terms of working culture that we have not explored, uh, if not for this lockdown itself. And I think that one positive thing that can be taken from this whole situation is to think, how can I incorporate um, my family life more holistically into my work life as well? And I know that for every family, it's a different situation. You know, some parents, you have no choice. You have to be at a workplace. You can't really be with your kids. Um, but I'm feeling more and more that uh, we are growing to understand that we can be creative in creating a culture of work and family life uh, that is more integrated. And especially for bosses who are leading their own companies, maybe some of them have started to discover the possibility of growing such a kind of culture. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think um, employers are uh, wanting to empower their workers, yet at the same time, they know they have to engage them by giving them that freedom and that flexibility for family life. Yeah, and I hear you with COVID, I think that really made us creative in thinking of that space and that time. Um, Ruth, has becoming a mother yourself changed the, the way you view and understand the way your mom parented you? Um, were there certain things that your mom did that you continue to do with your own children as well? Mm, so one big thing is, I think just following my mom's example of being a stay-at-home mom, because she modeled for me what it was like to be a mother um, full-time. Yeah, it gave me a lot of um, confidence that actually I can do the same for my own children. So uh, before that, I was uh, working for seven years. And then when my second child came along, um, I needed to decide whether I was going to send my children to childcare or uh, have some kind of, uh, maybe have a work, a part-time, um, doing a part-time work in uh, a focus on a family. And at that point of time, I decided that I would rather be the one, the primary caregiver to my children because the alternative was to uh, send my children to childcare, which I didn't want. I feel that values are caught rather than taught. Yeah, so I want to be there with my children. And I think just looking at my mom being the example, it gave me the confidence that yes, I can do the same. And I feel that it was not the easiest decision because that means one less income between me and Jia Hao. It was a step of faith for me to say, I'm going to stop working. I'm not even going to consider part-time. Um, I'm going to be there for my two children. It was a step of faith, but we decided that was the right thing to do for our family. And that means we would have to live simply. Yeah, we have to give up certain things and we felt that it was worth it. So if you ask me, you know, like how did my mom influenced me? I feel that that is really her role as a stay-at-home mom. It gave me the confidence to say yes. And it's only for a season. I feel that there will be a time maybe I will be able to go back into the workforce. But right now, I feel that, yes, I, this is what I want to do, to be there with my children. Yeah. So in the past, you know, when I think my mom, she must be the one, she, she needs to do everything. Yeah, she is the mom, you know, like she's the mother of the house. So I, normally I will see her washing the dishes and everything. And I'll be like, yeah, why can't you wash the remaining dishes? Why must I be the one to do it? 
But now with children, I know. Um, it's not because my mom ought to do it, but because she loves me. That's why she wants to do it for me. And I will tell my children, I love you. And I want to do a lot of things for you at home. But I also want you to be independent and to learn how to do things on your own. So that is the thing that I'm learning now. Uh, in the past, I would you know, say, oh, mom, you need to do everything for me. But now I understand that, yeah, the role of the mother is really to encourage your children to be independent. Yeah, so I, I appreciate my mom a lot more now. I think back and I think, oh, why did I say that to her? It must have hurt her heart, you know? She must have felt hurt to think that, oh, you know, why are you taking me for granted? I'm not your helper in that sense, you know? I'm not your helper. I'm, I love you. That's why I want to serve you. So that's the thing that I regret saying to my mom, why you should be doing everything for me. Jiahao, can you share from your perspective how Ruth might have changed since you became a mom? You know, it's interesting because when we um, decided to get married and the cool thing was that my name in Chinese, right, it's, it's Jiahao and Jia means home. And Ruth's Chinese name is called Qian Ting. Uh, that Ting and together my Jia becomes, in Chinese, Jia Ting, which means family. So um, unknowingly, we both actually had a very big desire um, to raise up a family of kids. And we were planning like three or four kids. So in saying this, it just really means that um, Ruth has changed since when we first got married and now four kids later. But still, right, the change uh, is in terms of the values that she had already had at the start growing into greater fruition, even now, in terms of being a mother. And even before we came for this recording just now, it was very interesting to see how important her role, uh, being a stay-at-home mom with the kids are. Um, usually when I leave the house to go for work, my kids were, okay, bye dad, and that's it, right? But when she leaves home, like today, in, a, in a, one of the rare occasions, the kids will go up to her to hug her as though she's going for some holiday, you know? And, and I understood that because like there was a sense of stability and security, and I'll call that love, that the kids felt knowing that mom is always at home. And in fact, like an extension of, of myself as a dad, either one of us will always be around. And in that respect, I've really seen uh, my wife grow into a role. Um, definitely, there were times where there were questions, maybe comparison with other of her friends, you know, who are doing like work outside, uh, maybe being successful, you know, Instagram live and all that. Um, and she had to answer those questions for herself. Like what we are talking about in this age, uh, being a full-time mom, it is not a like you're forced to do that. In our time, you have an option. But if you choose that, what is that conviction behind that? And I think over 10 years, the thing that has changed is that her conviction has grown and grown uh, to a point where she really believes in what she's doing. And we see it in our children. Yeah. So I would say convictions in terms of being a mom, uh, that's what she has grown in. So yes, I, I agree with uh, what he was saying about, you know, there were many times where I felt challenged um, in my decision as a stay-at-home mom um, because, you know, I see a lot of my friends out there in the workforce 
they are successful in what they're doing. And or I'm on social media and I see, you know, mothers who seem like they have it all. You know, they have a successful career um, and at the same time, they have a happy family. So as a, as a mother or as a woman, I ask myself, what am I doing? Is my work really worth it at home? Nobody sees what I do. Day in and day out, we, I do the same things. Um, it's mundane. It's not very exciting. Maybe the most exciting part of the day is when I have my coffee in peace and it's still hot, not cold. Things that are little things that I call a win, you know. But that is maybe the most exciting part of my day. There are times that I feel challenged and I constantly feel challenged. It's not something that I, I say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm so convinced that I have no doubt, you know, this is, that's it. I am going to stay home. Mom is the best thing ever. There are still times when I ask myself the question, is this the best decision? And I, in those moments, I have to take a step back and I evaluate, you know, what is the priority of our family? What is my own conviction as a mother? And I, as I think back, my own family, what my family has given me, the stability, the love, the sense that there will always be someone there for me, then I say, yes, I want to continue to be a stay-at-home mom, even if it means sacrifice, yeah, even if it means I don't always look put together, my house is not always going to be neat and tidy, um, and there is no need for comparison. So again and again, I have to remind myself, there's no need for comparison to compare myself with other mums. All of us are on different journeys and everybody has a story to tell. They have their own story. They have their own journey. So it's never about just seeing things on the surface. Yeah, but it's, it's really about your own personal conviction and why you're doing it. If you ask me, you know, it's a growing conviction. Yeah, it's not something that I feel... Yeah, it's, it's something that I always feel challenged by. And because I always take a step back to answer those tough questions, yeah, I feel like, okay, because I've, this is what I have witnessed in my own family, yeah, I want to give that as a gift to my children. Yeah, and therefore I continue. Yeah, maybe there'll be another season, I'll be working outside. Yeah, but for now, I feel that my, my role is, is to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, I just want to add to that because I feel that in a very real world context, uh, we, can, we can really give worth to a certain thing or job uh, because we can quantify it economically. And anything that is like beyond that, it sometimes feels like, like fluffy or not as a priority. So as we think about like, how do I parent my kids? Like, can we, like, quantify the economic value? Like, in the past, right, traditionally speaking, uh, how you quantify it is, if I parent my kids well, they'll become doctors <laughs> and lawyers. lawyers. You know, then it's like, yes, that's what I mean by parenting, right? But now, as we grow into this, like, new, like, understanding of what it means to love, what it means to understand our kids emotionally, um, we are discovering a new language that's beyond just economic terms. That actually, if we honestly ask ourselves how many of us were really impacted by the positive or the negative things that our parents did to us, everyone will put their hands up and say, yeah, you know, uh, last time my, my dad did this, oh, wow, I'm so happy that my mom did this. 
Um, and if it does impact us so much in terms of values, outlook of life, self-esteem, uh, self-worth, then is it any less than something that we can actually quantify economically? So maybe I think in terms of that growing conviction um, that Ruth and I have been experiencing um, is in this area. You can't see it, but it is so important. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I think you are articulating probably a lot of uh, people's um, heartfelt um, opinions even about parenting. Somehow, sometimes you know, when people start comparing and they're measuring um, like the worth, yeah, but if you think about it, I think it's so much more precious and valuable when you know the time that you have with your children. As part of our efforts at Focus on the Family Singapore to acknowledge and affirm the role of mothers, we would love to hear the aspirations of mothers in Singapore. You can share your views with us in a short survey about motherhood at www.family.org.sg slash momsurvey and also receive a digital resource from us. If you'd like to be updated on family life content, you can subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter www.family.org.sg slash subscribe. You can follow us at ThrivingFamilySG on Instagram and at FocusOnTheFamily.sg on Facebook. You can also catch up on previous episodes of the Parent Ad Podcast and help to share this episode with your friends. So thank you once again for listening into the Parent Ad Podcast. Thank you, Ruth and Jia Hao. Thank you. Thank you. Until the next episode, have a great week with your family.